Welcome to the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast, where we explore what it means to grow daily and find our best in every aspect of life. Welcome back to another episode of the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast. I'm John Shirky here with my friend, my co-host, Jamie Wagner. Jamie, I, I love that we get to do this because we talk about getting better. We are always reflecting. We're trying to improve change, you know, not to go inside baseball, but we were just talking about how do we make our intro better? And, and, uh, no, I love, I just hit record because it's like, okay, let's just share this. Cause I think it's cool. Well, the reality is, is that, and we, we challenge the listeners all the time, but these are like, anytime we're saying something to you guys, we're speaking to ourselves. We're speaking to our own lives, our own hearts, our own Always. business Our like, it's not us saying, this is how you should do it. It's us saying, this is how we should do it together. You know, like I want to do it better also. And, and that means we're going to experiment with some things consistently because we think, Hey, I can do this better. We as a podcast can do this better. We can have these conversations in a way that is, is meaningful and grows me and you also, not just the people that are tuning in. And so we wanted to share that with you to say that we are not anywhere near arrived in this process. And we want to listen and learn from other people that are farther down the road from us too. Nor do I think that you ever will be arrived, Jamie. It's about the journey. Speaking of business, if you are a coach or a leader out there and you're looking for motivation, long-term season stuff, reach out to us, Jamie. You're working with a bunch of teams. We're just getting high school sports in the fall going again, high school, college. Um, Reach out if you want somebody to come in and help you develop a mindset and tools around, you know, how do we perform better mentally to impact our output um, on the field of play and individually, same thing. You know, if you're an individual struggling or, or just want to improve um, we'd love to hear from you and, and see how we can help you out. So send us an email is probably the best eyes up mindset at gmail.com or, you know, our website, eyesupmindset.com. Our cell phone numbers are on there. Call us, text us. We're here to help. So, Sorry, Jamie. That was my, we don't, we don't do very well sometimes telling people what we do because I think we get so excited about what we get to do with our guests and the conversations that we have. Yeah. And it actually speaks to, to something we were convicted about a little bit through the conversation with coach Joe Matheson, offensive coordinator, River Falls, who's, who's coming to you today is recruit everybody to your, to your process all the time, recruit everybody every day. And, and all that means, right. is this like, be passionate about what you do and think that it matters and then bring people along because if it matters, they need to be doing it too. And, and so, uh, what an awesome opportunity to connect with, with a coach who, and we say this a lot, who gets it right. Who gets the idea of what it means to be a leader. And, and yes, it's a lot of coaches and yes, a lot of times it's football right? Cause that's our network. But in the same sense, like there is such value in just talking to people that are doing it, that are in the trenches, that are adapting and reflecting on their process every day. And, and coach Matheson has obviously um, done that a lot and, and bring some of that to the table in an awesome way. Yeah. And it's about play, Jamie, you know, the, the vehicle we use is sports and coaches, but it is about life, but we can learn a lot from the ability to play and compete and, and those sorts of things. So if you're listening and you're like another football coach, well, first of all, 
maybe this isn't a podcast for you because this is kind of going to be the direction we go in terms of not necessarily football specific, but coaches in sports. And that's our lens. And if we try to pull out those messages because it really is about life, but um, anyway, I'm glad that you're listening. I didn't mean to shy, you know, tell you to go listen to somebody else, but um, you're right, Jamie. Awesome conversation with Joe. Uh, great dude brought the juice. We got better. He got better. You know, we talked about it that afterwards and, and we know that you as a listener will also get better today. Here we go. Well, here we go. Apparently I just hit it. Usually I have to select which one, but coach Joe Matheson, welcome to the eyes up mindset podcast. Good to have you. Thanks so much for having me on guys. So we got connected. I'm wearing my solemn strong shirt here today in honor of not an honor. What, what's the right word there, G? An honor? Support? Sure. Of, support, maybe. Of our good friend, Trevor. We did a benefit for him a couple of weeks ago. Um, he's battling cancer as a high school football coach in Minnesota. And his brother, actually, is the one who connected us with you. I think you guys spent some time maybe together uh, at River Falls or got connected somehow. So, Grant Solom, I know you're listening. Thank you for connecting us. Coach, tell us a little bit about where you're at right now. I know you just got off a road trip. So tell us kind of where we're at. Yeah. So name's Joe Matheson. I'm the offensive coordinator over at uh, UW River Falls. We're a public D3 school in the WIAC. And yeah, we just, I was just saying, uh, you know, we, we just finished off a nice uh, 14 hour bus ride back from Arkansas. We're, we're in the midst of our season. So, you know, off to a good start two and oh, but that was, that was definitely a, a memorable trip for the guys, and I think we all got to know each other really well when, when you're on a bus for that long. That's interesting because the thing I loved, right, we're both Division three athletes, John and I, and, and we played football, and anybody that's listened to this podcast, yes, we went to Bethel. Um, <laughs> that's, that's real. Um, we say it a lot because it, it shaped a lot of who we are. But the thing that I loved – was exactly what you're talking about. It was rarely the football. Yes, I have all kinds of football memories. I have all kinds of stuff that I'm like, oh man, that was great. But most of it is like the stupid stuff that happened in the locker room, on the bus. Um, and and really kind of comes to some place that I've been thinking about a lot is like you get guys from all over, from different cultures, from different backgrounds, different political, socioeconomic, different faiths, whatever. And we got to try and put all those guys moving in the same direction. I think a bus ride like that is a huge opportunity to do some of that stuff where it happens naturally. What, what are you guys doing? You know, as the OC, you're bringing a bunch of different guys from a bunch of different philosophies, styles, everything. How do you get them to come together? Like what's, what does that look like? Because I think D3 in a lot of ways represents like life in a way that maybe division one doesn't right. Cause it's not a 40 hour week job, 60 hour week job. Um, you know, it's not professional sports. We got to do this and integrate the rest of their lives. I just think that's a fascinating question. I, I totally agree with you. And I think a lot of it too, you know, I've been here three and a half years now. It has to do with your place and, you know, UW river falls is super unique because of its location. That's really where it starts. We're a small rural town, but we're about 20 minutes from the Twin Cities. So you think about our clientele, we're getting inner city guys, we're getting rural guys, we're getting everything in between because, you know, being a public school, 
it's got a value prop for just about anyone. So there it's, which is awesome. And it has its challenges at the same time. So to be a football coach, we feel like we have this vehicle where we can take everyone from all these different backgrounds and it's harder than ever too, right? All different opinions, you know, all different, whatever you have, but we can bring everyone together and then you've got this common goal. So really in the end, that's, what's going to unite you, right? You're working towards this common goal and it's really powerful. I even think like with this trip, you know, we, we scheduled this trip in July. We're actually supposed to play another school. They bought out our contract, didn't want to play us. And we were like, shoot, we really want to give our guys 10 opportunities. They didn't get to play last year. You know, we thought that was important. So we're looking at California. We're looking at, you know, East coast. It's like, Oh shoot, we got this trip to Arkansas. Can we pull it off? And oh, can guys handle a 14 hour bus trip? So we really worked hard. Hey, this, this isn't something we're going to dread. This is such a great opportunity to go play a ranked team on the road, to, to spend this time with each other. And I thought everyone handled it really well because we were, you know, we were saying it about about hour eight on the way home. You know, if, if this were a loss, it'd be a little bit longer trip on the way back. But like <laughs> you said, it's those moments where those barriers are broken down. You're on that bus together with one mission, and it's crazy how it can unite everyone. And I, I think you said that well. After a loss, it's probably a little bit longer, but I think probably longer for coaches than the guys. I think. You know, when I was a player, I rem- obviously I le- wanted to win, right? But there is a certain point, especially on a long trip like that, where it's like, okay, we lost. We got to get back to work. But let's have some fun on the way because, well, they're still teenagers, most of them, right? So, you know, they're, they're interacting, they're having fun. And I think what a great way to um, create some of that connection. Jamie, you say it all the time. Loose connections create strong bonds. Coach, other than getting them 10 games was it intentional choice to try to take a long road trip and get them out of their comfort zone a little bit no not at all I'm just being honest especially with the COVID stuff going on we wanted we wanted to get something close and for cost reasons but it was hey we got two months to go we're gonna do whatever it takes and that's something you know our head coach Matt Walker I appreciate about him he's that type of guy hey let's let's circle the wagons with fundraising hey let's figure it out with administration to give these kids that opportunity because like we said, it had been such a long time off. We just wanted to find something. So we, we were really lucky that it worked out that way, but that's, yeah, just being honest. <laughs> I, I think that's a, such a great thing to be thinking about is, is, and you know, we're, we're not just about sports and coaches. A lot of the people that we're listening that like check in are coaches, what is it that we can do in our place in life to say, to ensure that we're going to get the opportunity, right? Who cares what the cost sometimes, right? And the cost is not always financial, right? There's a physical cost to being on the bus for 14 hours. There's a mental and emotional cost to being on the bus for 14 hours. There's a physical and mental and emotional cost to all the things that we could choose in this process. And what you said is great leadership, right? Great leadership says, let's do this even if it's going to have those things, because I think the value out of it is a, is a bigger deal than, than the value of not doing it. Right. And then saving some of those costs. And, and we say it all the time, anything you say yes to is a no to something else. 
but anything you say no to is a possible yes that you left off the table and you guys said yes. And, and now you get a win against a ranked team on the road after doing this thing. And, and you grew because of it, you grew because of that challenge. And, and, and that's a really awesome sort of thing. So how do you get to that point where you feel like you guys can go and compete with these really quality teams? Like what have you been doing in the three and a half years that you've been there to bring yourself to a level where you can say, we want to challenge ourselves against the best. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a really good question. And, you know, this is a program that has a lot of great history to it and has had a lot of success. But, you know, this team has not been 500 in over 20 years now. So yeah. guys to buy in, getting guys to believe. And really, it starts at the top. Like, like I said, with our head coach, he's just got that vision. And, and it's funny. I I saw I heard something. And I don't want to, you know, not credit someone, but they put it really well. They said, clouds in dirt so the clouds is like this vision we can be this great program all the philosophical things here's who we could be here's what we could do and then there's the dirt right it's like what what about that actual work you're putting in on the daily basis your daily grind of becoming better and, and the difficulty behind that so from an offensive standpoint like with our unit what can you execute? What can you be good at? That's what we've been really trying to build on. And we, we think we've accomplished some of that. So to answer your question, how do you feel like you can take on these really great teams? Let's find out what we're good at. What can we prove and actually execute? Because we can talk about, you know, we're a tempo team. We talk about going fast and being great on offense. That sounds awesome. I can show you five great clips, but can you consistently do it? And you can't lie to the kids about that. They're going to know it. They, they know. They know better than anyone. There is no faking that. So I think what can you truly execute? What can you truly be good at? And then building on those things and, and, and eventually bringing that to other components of, you know, whether it's the offense or whatever you're doing in your organization. But you can't just talk the talk. Hey, we want to be this great tempo team. A lot of teams want to. It sounds great. But, you know, that can also really hurt your team. If you're going really fast and you're not executing, it really hurts your defense. And so you have to be – what I think is important is that you have, you have some real results and that you're building towards something. So I, I think that's, that's a good point in terms of figure out what you're good at and what you can execute. I think in life, though, whether it's in life or, or coaching, we want something maybe. We want to be a – in football terms, we want to be a power downhill running team. We want to be a tempo, throw it all over the yard sort of team, but we maybe don't have the players or we don't have the culture or whatever it is. Have you run into any things where you've had to adjust kind of, you know, for your vision of the offense, what have you had to kind of mold to the guys that you have and how did you do that? Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with our organizational structure because I'm originally from, you know, the state of Wisconsin, I'm from green Bay it's this very, you know, there's this philosophy or mindset, you know, pound the rock, let's be physical. There's a certain way of playing. Um, I was at University of Minnesota when I helped and coached there. And, you know, it was a very, very similar mindset. And I thought that was the right way to do it. When quite frankly, the reason why we are the way we are here offensively or, or our philosophy is the way it is, has to do with our place. How much time do we have to spend with the kids? What kind of coaching staff do we have? How much time do we have with those coaches? What can we accomplish virtually versus in person for those reasons? What can we practice and what can we get good at? So I'll give you an example. 
you know, at the University of Minnesota, they're going to give you priority scheduling and the ability. So, you know, all the classes for the football players are a certain way. So you can spend time with them and, and get them all the meeting time you need, all the film review time, the lifting times. It's very regimented at the D1 level. Whereas here, as a Division three athlete, we got guys balancing jobs. We got guys, you know, they're leaving practice on Wednesday to go to, to their lab, which is, I mean, it's awesome because I've got so much respect for these guys who, who are balancing so much and maybe don't get the same glory that the other guys do. But we don't get a lot of time with our guys outside of training camp. So I equate what we're doing to launching a rocket. Like you're going to set that trajectory. You can adjust it a little bit as you get going, but it's, it's all about how we install together in camp. We're not going to do a lot of different things. We're going to be really simple, but we're going to master those simple concepts and we're going to execute them at a tempo that other teams can't match. And that's our goal. So we're going to be really ultra simple. And it's not because we think it's cool. It's because it works for where we are and the structure we have. So, so that's, that's one example of how I think we do that. I love that so much. You have like, you're just speaking to my heart right now, right? Get really good at something and be simple about it, right? That doesn't mean that it's going to be easy though. It actually might mean that our focus needs to be extreme and that's incredibly challenging. We have to focus down. And as coaches, as leaders, we want the next shiny thing sometimes. And our athletes do too, right? And especially in our Instagram world where it's like, I see this shiny thing. I want to go and get that thing. As coaches, we're susceptible to it. As leaders, we're susceptible to it. We want to stretch ourselves and grow and get beyond that stuff. How do you be disciplined? How do you personally create some discipline around not seeking the shiny thing or they're doing this? We got to try it. You know, it's such a balance because especially with the pandemic, it's almost like coaches, you got all, you have this influx of information. You have all this stuff you, you have at your fingertips. Now you can watch an NFL game, you can watch a college game and want to steal a concept. And I always see myself as because, you know, our head coach is a great offensive mind. And then our other coaches, like our O-line coach, our running back coach, they're better, they're better X's and O guys than I'll ever be. They're fantastic. But I see myself as like a protector of, hey, let, let's try and keep it limited with the concepts. That's my most important job, I think. And, and at times I feel like on the edge, do we have enough different things in to keep teams off balance or can we – and then on the other end, can we master everything we have in? So it's it's that tremendous balance. But it, it's funny you say that because I always I always think about, you know, during the pandemic, you always want to put in the next new thing. It's like, well, shoot, like we say it's not an NFL team where we got these guys in meetings for eight hours a day. It's just not. So what can we get good at? What can we master? And I, I just really believe it because, you know, I I was lucky enough to be at a place where we had a lot of football in. We had great coaches and they were great professionals and had a lot of time to do it. We, we are too, but in a different way. So I, I coached collegiately also for a little while. And one of the things that was always my takeaway in our meetings on, you know, we didn't, we didn't meet on Sundays. We met on Mondays, right. Which is its own kind of challenge at the collegiate level. And on Monday nights, we'd be throwing everything on, the chalkboard, right? We'd be drawing it all up. Like, this is what we got to do. This is what we got to do. And our defensive coordinator had just this unbelievable discipline. And he would say, what can we teach? He's like, if we can't teach it by Thursday, it's got to be out, you know? And what happened was exactly what you're talking about. We ended up coming back to our foundation 
our, our base, our simple over and over and over again. It's like, well, if we can't get there by Thursday, we can't get there by when we need it. It's pointless to even try to bring it in because guess what? We're already pretty good at. Right. And I think that's such a great reminder for, uh, you know, like what you just said is, is an unbelievable reminder. Sometimes we want to seek the new thing, but we have to be protectors of what we're doing really well, because if we don't protect it, we're going to drift away from what we do well, you know, and I, I just, that's a, that's a great challenge from you to the, to the leaders that are listening to say, how can you be a protector of your culture? How can you be a protector of what you do well, because I respect that kind of leadership in a, in a tremendous way, you know, as a teacher, I was a teacher, like yeah. there's all yeah. these initiatives coming at you all the time. It's like, I don't want to do another thing. Like, I don't, I can't get good at that, you know? And so but I think, I, I think, I think the thing you spoke to also though, is a balance in, in your organizational structure, because you still need the guy that is watching all the NFL film and saying, Hey, can we do this? Because there is going to be a time and a place for, yeah, let's throw that in there because we need a special play. We need a two-point play. We need whatever. So you need all of those roles where you're, you have maybe, you, you know, your head coach saying, hey, can we do all of these things? And you're like, whoa, hold on. Let's get back to our foundation, right? Oh, yeah, trust me. I need a lot of checks and balances. We got good people to do it. And I'm wrong all the time. You know, yeah. That's part about it. And, and it's so important to have that. I totally agree. For sure. So when so, do you see, like, when do you see that level where you can actually do the next thing? Like, cause I, there is, there is a progression here where you're going, we have these six things and we trust these six things. Now let's yeah. layer up. Yeah. And it's a, it's a difficult question to answer. Now it's funny cause we, we were just chatting about this in our staff meetings and here, here's how I feel about it. Are we just running plays? Or are we stressing our defense in different ways? And if the defense is stressing some of our core concepts, that means we probably need what I call a counter punch or something else we can add to the mix. So it's, it's almost, it's almost like a field thing, right? And you can see it on tape. It's evidence on tape, but you know, are, are they stressing us and we're not stressing them in, in enough different ways. So but I don't want to just run plays to run plays just for the reason of doing it. We want something that's going to put pressure on the defense. We're an ultra aggressive offense. We want to be the aggressors. So if we feel like we're losing that ability, then that's, that's where we want to add. Sure. Coach, how about for you personally, in terms of, I, I told you we got connected through a mutual friend and, you know, I texted him a little while ago and said, Hey, what should we ask coach about? And he said, Ask him about his discipline in his personal life with his intermittent fasting. Now, this could be old news. I don't know. But he told me a story, but I'm going to let you go first in terms of how do you apply, you know, discipline and intentionality in your own life? And now you're laughing. So yeah. I'm like, where this no, is I, I'm sure there's some. Yeah, it's funny because when I, when, I, when I first got asked to come on the podcast, I just thought it was because we got our butts beat so bad by Bethel the last couple of years. And like, hey, get this guy on. No, I'm just kidding. So, you know, Grant, he's a fantastic coach. He played here at River Falls, and we were lucky enough to have, a, have him on staff helping us out. And I think I'm a little bit notorious because I can tell you. So I started as a student assistant at the University of Minnesota. I started, Which, which by the way, but can I stop yeah. you for a second? I think yeah. there's potential overlap. So we just had a couple of weeks ago, we had Coach Mike McCarthy, who's at Bethel. McElroy. 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 Yeah, McCarthy. I know. I know Mac really well. He was okay. a GA at the time. 
at okay. Minnesota. So he's someone I stay in touch with because he is he is like it's funny because I know you guys had him on and I was like, oh man, it's gonna sound pretty low level thinking <laughs> compared to Mike because he he is he is tremendous. He's out yeah. there, it's great. Yeah. He not only is he has a lot of wisdom, but people I think people for he's a really good football coach and he is really competitive and he's great at what he's great at what he does too, which I, I think that's that's so true because he's he's such Sorry. a thinker. Didn't didn't, Anyways, mean, yeah. didn't mean to derail you. Hop no, it's, it's, it's funny because those guys, those guys are awesome. Um, but anyways, yeah. So when I was a student assistant and then I became a G, so I was at University of Minnesota. I was at SMSU uh, as a GA. And when you're first getting into this profession, it, it really takes up a lot of your time. And there's a learning curve. Like when I was at University of Minnesota, you know, one of, one of the, perks of, of working there is you get the access to the training table so I came in you know I was a high school athlete I was a good athlete I'm eating like a division one lineman every day just like crushing food like breaking down tape like really living that coach lifestyle same thing down at SMSU just some really unhealthy habits yeah. you know with diet and you know lack of exercise so something I tried was actually a coach at SMSU I try this intermittent fasting thing so I was not feeling well. And like I said, it was that learning curve with becoming a coach. So the intermittent fasting with, you know, so I'd shut it off. You don't eat after 7 p.m. You eat again at 11. So I, I ended up losing like 30 pounds or 35 pounds doing that. It just, I got in a routine where it really worked for me. But I, what Grant's getting at, I'm sure is, you know, we'd be in the office and I'm, I'm so relentless with it. It, there's almost a joke because like you'll know when it's about time to eat for me because it's been such a long time and I'm dying to do it it's like or someone will bring in a treat or something hey have that no can't have it can't have it can't do it so I, I think you know that's that's always that's always the joke around the office is you can't you can't put any food in my face unless it's that time and then and then it, everyone's like oh everyone's on Matheson's time when it comes to going to eat because I always want to get breakfast at like 10 a.m or something because because of how it's going. So I'm sure it has something to do with that. No. Yeah. He, he said, um, you know, it, exactly that it would be 1127 and you couldn't eat till 1130 and, and you would just sit there. You like, even if you were at McDonald's, you're like, Nope, I'm not, I'm not eat. I'm going to wait my three minutes, which, but I think that's, you know, again, is a skill that you obviously had to dive into. You had to learn because and, and and be intentional about it. and that's kind of what we're about is okay how do we figure out what we can be good at what will work for us and be intentional and build that into our life not unlike building an offense around what are our foundations what do we want to be who do we want to be yeah and go execute those things and you know what it speaks to i think is practicality right and, and that's what i think with our with our offense here it's practical for where we are same thing Hey, I, I don't, I can't have some diet calculator where I'm crush, you know, punching in everything. That's too, well, what's practical for me. And that, that's something that's worked, you know, and I totally agree with you from that standpoint. Yeah. I, I intermittent fasted a while ago and I, you know, like I, I probably lost 18, 20 pounds and I'm not a big dude and I, and it worked for me. Right. And then it stopped yeah. working for me. And I, and I changed like there, there was, yeah. and I think this is something we speak to a lot is like start to reflect more consistently on what's actually going on, right? 
take a look. And one of the things I love about college sports, one of the things I love about sports is like, we do that better than maybe anywhere else we do it in life is we stop and we watch the film on Sunday, you know, on Saturday night, we, we self scout often, right? We look at where we're at and we have in like institutional structures that do that for us that are just a part of the process. We don't do that a lot in life. Do you have some, some pieces where you reflect, where you take a look and say, you know, coaching is, is a full-time, you know, I, I just said this to a coach we serve, you know, like I understand that coaching is not a nine to five Monday to Friday job. It is a, it is a 24, seven, 365 thing. Do you build in any of those structures for yourself and your personal life beyond just, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do this where I value my personal fitness and my, my health. Are there things that you're working on, um, to, to institute some of that discipline in, in other ways in your life, some of that reflection? Yeah. You know, a couple of thoughts on that. You know, the first thing is stress management, especially within this profession. It's, you have so much to do. You're putting out fires throughout the day. I, I'm a runner. I like to run. So what I've found is, especially when we're going to meet with the kids, we have afternoon meetings every day. I want to make sure I've exercised before that. And it's just something I believe in. And it, it, at times it seems ludicrous because it's like, well, how can you go work out when you've got a thousand things you still have to do? And my argument is, well, hey, this is really going to reset me. What's this really for? We're serving these kids. We're trying to create this experience for them that's meaningful. I have to be right for them. And a lot of things go wrong. And it could be within the institution. It could be, you know, maybe things aren't going well. It's been through some tough years here, right? But can you reset yourself and be at your best for them? That's something I challenge myself to do every day. So, that's something I found is really important. It's a non-negotiable for me. And, and it's not always before, but I'm going to get that in at some point. And then, you know, the other part of the question is so interesting. You see it in the coaching profession a lot. Can you have that balance that works for your personal life? And that's where the Mike McElroy's of the world are rock stars and someone you can ask and learn from because they do it right. But, you know, I think part of it too is, we're in this for a lot of different reasons. I, I'm ultra competitive. I think college football is an ultra competitive profession, but there's this depth of meaning that comes with this profession where you truly believe you can have this meaningful impact on kids that they can use for the rest of their life. We say we want to give them a tool set or a mindset to be successful in life. And I put it like, hey, can you be someone that people can count on the people you care about. Can they count on you? Do you have that skill set? That's something we want to develop. This, there's this mission. You have to have buy-in from your friends and family as well. They just have to be a part of it with you. If you want it to work long-term, that's something I believe. So it really becomes, you know, it's really more than you. You have to have that community, your community buy-in uh, for this profession as well. Coach, you couldn't have led me into my next question any better with that. You know, one of the things that Grant, you know, talked about was kind of a philosophy. I think you guys still have is this palms up or palms down. Maybe you can just yeah. walk us, walk us through that. Cause it sounds like it's, it's um, more than a mantra. It's more than just words. And that's something we talk about all the time. Teams have these sayings 
and then they repeat them. And, you know, sometimes it's just like, oh yeah, we're going through the motions because this is the cool buzzword, but it sounds like that's something that really means a lot to, to you guys as a program and as a culture. So maybe talk us through what that means. Yeah. So, you know, just talking about some of the, the time and the sacrifices you make to be a part of this profession. I mean, one of the things that makes it worth it is working for a great leader. And Matt Walker is our head coach. And one of the things he lives by, we call it Paul Mom. And it's, it's simple, but it really applies to everything. So palm up or palm down. Are you giving? So palm up, are you giving something to the program in that moment? Palm down, are you taking? So it's one of the two. It's binary. You're either giving to the mission or you're taking from it with your energy. And, and we talk about it for a lot of the off-field thing, body language, community service, saying please and thank you to a food service worker. Those small things that have such an impact on the team image and the team culture, it really is something that kids really can, they can physically see it, they physically do it, and they believe in that. So, yeah, and, and it's just, it's awesome. Like, we talk about recruiting a lot, but recruiting is really hard if you're, if you're not somewhere where you believe if this recruit comes in, they're going to have a tremendous experience and, and get something out of it. I feel so good about recruiting here because I just know they're going to have a great experience. I know they're going to learn it the right way here. And, you know, that's, that's one of the things that we, we always bring up, whether it's a team meeting or, you know, position meeting, what have you, and, and the kids are bought into it as well. So just, can we make, can we make something a little bit better for someone? This, this concept of Palm Up, Palm Down, right now I'm dealing with, you know, serving some organizations, some teams that are struggling with some selfishness, right? They're struggling with some me firstness, not shocking, right? Given the, the state of young people, right? Young people have a, a bubble that is me centric. They're egocentric. And that's, that's fine. That's part of the maturation process in life. But we have to come across things like palm up. We have to have some model. We have to have, and not a model, it's 90 models on a football team, you know, like it's, and it, and you have to believe it. And if your coaches, if it's just a thing you say, it does, you have, like you said, I, I recruited for a period and there were pieces of it that I hated. And there were pieces of it where it's like, it is really easy to sell this place because it's who we are. And like, you're not going to come here and it's not going to align with what I've told you where I would, you know, I coach at a couple of different schools and one of the schools was, uh, this doesn't feel right to sell this. Right. Because the thing that I'm saying, I don't see it on a day-to-day basis. And I think, you know, that is a really difficult challenge for us as people to say, if we believe in this thing, how do I live it? How do I live it out loud? And, and what an amazing image are you given or are you taking? Are you palm up or are you palm down? Because it's, it becomes who you are, right? It becomes what you guys are as a program. Do I go and offer my hand to somebody to help them up because I love them and I care about them and I'm serving them? Or am I, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back to the huddle on my own. Cause I, I need to go and focus on the next thing. That's about me, you know? And, um, I, I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and one thing too, that's kind of, that, that I like about it, just having worked in some di- different teams and organizations, you can see it through actions. That, that's something that's, that I really like about it is 
yeah, it's, it's on that mission statement page in your playbook and all that, but it's really tangible. And, and that's, yeah, I totally agree. So where, where have you seen it or where, or, or how do you guys try to model that for your players? Well, I think one way it really screams during practice is the body language piece. And, you know, you talk about it too. You got me thinking with the recruiting part of this, right? What are we doing? We're telling kids how good they are, how you're going to make the difference here. It, you know, and we're all guilty of it as recruiters and coaches. I'm guilty of it myself. We're all competitive. And I, t- I talk to our guys about it a lot. It's, it's, you have to be able to pull from both directions. You have to be individually great and on task but it's all about the group. So you have to hold both those ideas in your head. So to have something like that, where it's about, it's about the team. It's that reminder that it's about the team. So, you know, you can see it with body language. I think we bring it all the time with with body language, but where it's really been good with us too is off the field. It comes up all the time with community service, our food drive stuff we've done working with the youth football league here in river falls, all those different things like, it, it's kind of reached beyond the field, which is, which is pretty cool. Well, and I love what you talk about is giving guys or your players or your people that are involved with the program, the tool set, the mindset around that. Jamie, you and I were just talking about an, a situation where there was an athlete who probably was the more skilled player, was younger, needed to play, right? And came to the coach and said, I, I, I'm not playing enough. Now, as an athlete, you know, she maybe she, he, who we won't give out the name, but um, she maybe didn't know, have the tools to have that conversation in a way that was about the team, right? It came across as it's about me, but teaching them, giving them the tools about body language, about communication and about the courage to say, Hey, I'm going to advocate for myself in the context of team first. I think that's, that's awesome stuff. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting conversation and you know, it's like, we've all been through it in our own right in different ways, but I always think of it this way. Even that player who seems selfish at the time, sometimes messages don't get through the first time. Sometimes you have to live through it a little bit. And that's why we try to have simple messages because I may say something 20 times and it won't get through till that 18th time because I said it in a different way or they saw it in a different way. So it's such an interesting lesson to learn. And like I said, I've, I've failed at it myself plenty of times as well. To me, it's being able to have enough people on the same track that because, because the way you say it might land for somebody and the way your running back coach says it might land for somebody else. And it might be on the 20th time he says it that it actually matters. So you need to have as many people going in the same direction as possible. Cause then you get the real power. I think, I think, and, and that's not an easy thing to do either, you know, getting your staff and all the people with different agendas and different, you know, cause some people are there to say, I want to advance my career. I want to be an offensive coordinator someday. I want to be a head coach someday. And it probably isn't here because there's good people here. Right. So how do you, how do you bring all that in too is, is just a dynamic question. And I, I'm not saying you have an answer, but uh, may, maybe you got something for us. No, I I've got a big idea behind some of this. So I don't know if it directly answers your question, but we were going through the pandemic and, you know, times are really hard for a while, especially in division three athletics and, and some of our cat, our kids just, I'm sure they felt like 
you know, they weren't, they weren't getting the type of attention they needed or deserved. And I've thought about this a lot, you know, especially at our level, we need to recruit everyone, coaches, current players, future players and recruits, obviously we need to recruit everyone every day. This is a privilege, but you don't have to do it. So, you know, I want this to be fun for our guys. If you're playing in our offense. So I, I was a little bit insecure about it at first, but we created a brand for our offense. We call it the top gun offense and we want it to reinforce our values in what we do. We want it to be really identifiable. We want, we want it to be fun. So, you know, one way we did it, because going back to what you're saying, what resonates with who we're messaging to, and I'm a marketing guy, you know, I went, I went to school for it, got an MBA and that stuff. I just think social media, you're marketing to, yeah, recruits, but players and coaches as well. They want to be excited about what they're doing every day. So it's also, yeah, it's hearing it from us in meetings. I want them to see it on their phones. I want other, I want them to know other people are seeing it. I want them to be proud and have pride in what they're a part of. So I think there's a lot of, Hey, a lot of this stuff is evil. It puts that. Yeah, sure. It's all those things too, but you can also use it for good, whether you like it or not, where is everyone's attention when it comes to, you know, your day-to-day life we're on our phones a lot. So I think having a framework, a practical framework, where we have some branding and some things to reinforce our values. I think that's been a plus for us. And at times when we couldn't get to our guys in person, we had some things out there that reminded them of what they're a part of. That's awesome. Oh, I I love the concept. Recruit everyone every day. You know, I think about my marriage. You hear about that in marriages sometimes where it's like date your wife, right? Date her every day or, husband or whoever your partner is. I don't want to go down that road, but like that's, if you remember that, if if you live your life by that recruit, everybody every day, how do I get to be a valuable part of this person's life? How do I give with my palm up? You know, uh, man, powerful stuff, coach. No. And the other thing too, I heard uh, Mac Brown said it and it was really interesting. And uh, one thing he said, they're talking about the interview process or something of that nature. And he said, be somebody that people enjoy being around. You enjoy, and it sounds so simple, but yeah. it, shoot, that's such a good point because I'm never going to be good enough or smart enough that, you know, like, there, there are those people out there, you know, they can, they can act however they want because they're so special and, and tremendously great at what they do. He's somebody that people want to spend time with. I, that resonated with me because especially again, coaching football, like we're doing this because we're passionate about it and it should be fun. So I, that was something else I, I heard recently that I thought was awesome. I think the other thing I took away when you were talking about the social media and having, you know, buy, buy in or feeling pride in the thing that you're doing, having fun, enjoying it. I, I think of, you know, my industry of mental health, we rarely are talking about, Hey, you know, this is fun that we come because we're serving people. It's no, we've been called to do this. And a lot of times there's this overarching, like, man, it's hard work, but it's important work. Right. And, and similar to football where for a long time, it was like, no football is, you got to be a tough guy. You got to work hard. You got to do blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, it can be fun. We can be proud of it. We can get excited about the work we're doing, even if it's hard. And And so as leaders 
in all industries. How can we take that concept right there, coach, and say, hey, how do we give people some pride about showing up to work every day? And it's not just, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, yeah, it's wins for sure. But what about the times when you're not winning? Because that's, you know, you get 10 times, maybe 11 if you make the playoffs, right? To to have that feeling. But how do we create that pride and that enjoyment and that fun every day? Yeah, and that I think you're absolutely right. And anytime you put something like anything out there like that, it's like, well, the top gun offense can be grounded any at any point here, guys. <laughs> you know, right? That's an easy one. Right. But you know, I, I I even said it. You know, we're two and zero right now. We haven't been two and zero in a while. It's like you get a lot more. Fr- it was the same way at University of Minnesota. You have a lot more friends when it's eight wins and not three wins, right? So we have to have the ability to win when you look like we can't be so result oriented in this sport. There's way too many variables. So if you love, if you're having fun, what you're doing, and I, I, I even said it, it sounds so cheesy, but you really can't lose. Like if you love the process of playing this way, if you love that process of doing what it takes each week to play fast against your next opponent, you really can't lose. Like it's going to be fun. It, this is college football it's such a fun thing to be a part of. We can, there are things that are going to happen that we don't like as far as the results, but if we can have fun, like we really can't lose. I, I believe that. And I know, I know it sounds cheesy, but I actually believe it. I just love the process of getting ready to play this way each week. I'm going to just jump in here and say that I think you can't get great unless you believe it. I, I just genuinely think that that's true. I think there are people that are great that have tools, like you said, that just like it falls off of them, right? Greatness kind of falls off them. It just drips from, but for the majority of us, 98, 99% of us. And I, and I am going to guess that they would tell me that the people that it looks like it's really easy for, it's not at all easy for, right? They've done a lot of work yeah. to get to that point and they love it too, right? They love the stress of, I want to be 0.1% better today, where when we improve, it might be 2% better because we better 2%. Like you do not get great unless you love, and unless you believe some of the cheesy stuff, right? Unless you believe some of the cliches because it's out there and it's cheesy and it's cliche for a reason because it works and that's the stuff that matters. And so when it's all said and done, I want a pair of bomber glasses. I want to show up on the sidelines at, at River Falls, and I want to say, I want to see Top Gun at work, even if you lose, right? Because to me, you've recruited me to be a fan, right? And that's, and that's what our job is as leaders is get people to buy in somehow, right? And, and thank you for sharing what you've shared with us today. We're incredibly grateful that you grew us and that, and now we have a reason. Uh, It's not like we didn't have a reason to cheer for the Falcons, but uh, maybe a little. I mean, hey, we don't play. We don't play. Any, we're not on the schedule anymore. Can you take okay. on us? That's fair. No, yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Coach, best of luck the rest of the way. Uh, like Jamie said, we're fans. Um, and having conversations like this is, is what it's about. So appreciate you taking your time out of what we know is an incredibly busy schedule. So uh, appreciate it. Thanks so much, fellas. This was really fun. And uh, I, I think I learned a lot. We got some good ideas flowing there. Appreciate it. <laughs> Once again, Jamie, a challenge in many ways, personally, professionally, coaching, you're a leader, doesn't matter. Coach Joe Matheson at UW River Falls, blah, blah, blah. Sorry. 
brought the, brought the juice today, you know, and, and some football specific stuff all the way down, which I think why we love talking to coaches because there's a purpose, but then there's also, look, there's a bigger purpose, which is life. How do we build the tools, give people the, the things they need to, to get better and to live eyes up. Yeah. And, and it goes back to, to the very beginning, like the common purpose piece is just absolutely vital. If your organization, if your team, if your group of people doesn't have a common purpose, you got to define it, right? You got to be going in the same direction. And it doesn't mean that everybody's going to be all in all the time, but it is something to come back to consistently, right? It's this, it's this unifying factor that brings us back to the cause at the root of what it is that we're doing, right? For, for, football team win games, right. And sacrifice my needs and my wants for the role that I am put in on this team to win games. You know, for him, it's offensive athletes. One of the things that we're going to ask you to sacrifice for is that you got to have fitness to go fast, right? That's, that's part of who they are, but what is the call that you're going to have to sacrifice for in your personal life? Right. Maybe, you know, like, like coach Matheson, Maybe your fitness isn't great. Maybe your health isn't great because you're learning a new profession, a new career, and new opportunities in front of you. And you just want to work really hard at that thing. And so your health starts to, to deteriorate because you're not eating right. What do you got to then put into your life to say, this is my underlying purpose because I want to be here for my family, for my kids, whatever it might be. And if I not my health, like there's a million ways that we can answer this question. Yeah, no, that, 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 very scenario happens to me every time we do a house project, because at the beginning, it's like, man, there's a million things to do. And I'm working a bunch and I'm doing all kinds of different things. And I just forget to eat or drink. And if I do, it's like, uh, let me grab a Mountain Dew or a yeah. burger. And let's just, let's just pound it on the way to the next thing. And, and then there's a point where it's like, oh, I, I can't, I, I don't feel good now. I need to change something. I need to be different. And and I'm on the road a lot. And so when I get on the road, guess what? I go grab a Coke or uh, something and then I don't sleep well. And then I don't sleep well. And the next day I'm home and I'm trying to be dad. And but, but it's habitual. Right? Irritated, it's, it's, right? Exactly. It's not conscious even most of the time for me. It's just like, sure. oh, this is the easy thing. Boom. So that's where putting those easy things in your life where you can make that better choice is really what we're talking about here. But um Man, I, I just love this conversation. You know, the the other thing, the the big thing for me, Jamie, was the recruit everybody every day. Yeah. And and then uh, another layer, maybe before that, is be someone that you know people want to be around. Yeah. Right. If you if you can live your life that way, and say I'm going to be somebody that people want to be around, people want to work with, people want to work for, alongside whatever your situation, your role is, and then you recruit people to that cause because, and if it's football games, if it's providing mental health services, if it's growing a business, it doesn't matter. And, but recruit people every day because it matters that you do it consistently, not just at the beginning or one time. It's not a one-off thing. No, absolutely not. And, and we were just talking about this kind of in the interim is like, if the thing that you're bought into doesn't get you excited like that, Right. That's a, that's a message, you know, like that's something that you need to reflect about and say, how do I either buy in and love this thing and be passionate about this thing in such a way that I'm going to recruit people to this cause, or how do I remove that thing from my life? It is a choice. It's not an easy choice, right? The last episode, our solo pod that just came out, right. Is this conversation about 
like I can't is a choice ultimately. And when we say I can't, what we mean is that something along the road would be a thing that I don't want to choose. And if the choice for you right now is like, I can't be excited about this thing and I don't want to recruit people to this purpose that I have, find a new purpose, find a new cause, like, and, and give yourself to it because we will not get to the place that we want to get to. We will not get to excellence or a life that we love and enjoy and give, can live palm up. Right? I was going to, I was just going to say the question is, am I giving to this culture, to this cause, to this mission, to this vision with my energy? Am I giving or am I taking the palm up or palm down? Man, well, that's a how, how simple question. How great does that fit with eyes up, right? He talked about palm up being a body language thing. Well, eyes up is a body language thing. Are you giving to others with your purpose and your vision? And if you're not, I got news for you. It's probably not going to go very far because you're going to need a whole lot of people along the way to pour into your purpose, your vision, recruit them with energy, with passion, with excitement. And we say recruit and it feels gross sometimes. It feels like we're selling somebody, but it's not selling if you believe it. It's just who you are and they want to be a part of it. That's the challenge I leave to all of you today from coach, because if you do that, sky's the limit. Appreciate you joining us today. As we continue to get better, we know that you are getting better with these conversations as well. The ask that we have for you is share it, give it away, give it to somebody that will benefit from this conversation, whether it's a coach, a leader, a colleague, a parent, whoever, this is about life. Living eyes up is about living a certain way and seeking opportunities to get better every day. Jamie, appreciate you. And as always, live eyes up.